Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning into Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios. And Mike, Safari Mike, is joining me. I was going to say somewhere in the world. I am. But before we do that, yes. I want to read to you an email. Oh, okay. Hi, Mike and Dave. I have loved your recent episodes so much. The landscaping, the music list, everything. I have to ask, though, I thought Safari Mike was a lawyer. <laughs> Why are you always bopping around the world? Do you work for a conservation organization? Keep up the good work, Julie. So, Julie. Dave, today I am at Aguaro Guarito National Park. That's in Brazil. That'd be close, Dave. Very close. One, one more guess or no? Uh, I was, okay. So if I'm as close to Aguari. Aguaro. Aguaro. Dash. Well, I don't need the dash. Guarito National Park. Uh, Colombia. Also close. Venezuela. Damn. Dang. Dang. We are here studying <laughs> the tropical buckeye, a beautiful little butterfly that lives throughout the neotropics. Butterfly? Yeah, there are numerous variations of it. And we're trying to figure out all the different subspecies of it. Uh, they have their known all the all the different types of subspecies though they have uh, distinctive eye-like patterns on their wings. Oh, those! Um, yeah, yes. And they, they, there are numerous different kinds of and the of buckeyes. This one, the tropical buckeye, being one of them. It's also often confused with other species of buckeyes, all of which uh, all yeah. those types of butterflies have those uh, eye-like patterns on their wings. But we are in Venezuela studying the tropical buckeye. Okay, now. Julie, um, I don't know if we should say this live on the air or should we just email you back, but Mike's in Las Vegas. <laughs> I will tell you, Dave. Um, well, we'll talk about that at, uh, for a second then. Um, it started off as a – almost as an accident – um, on our very first episode, I was recording from home in, uh, in northern New Jersey. Right. And uh, you asked me, I don't remember exactly how it went down, but you kind of asked me, you know, where I was in the world out in the safari. So I made up something on the fly. Right, right, right. Um, and then ever since then, um, whenever I was not in studio, we, you know, we were both sitting in the same room together. Right. Uh, I would uh, make up a place where I was at and an animal to study. And it was sort of a conceit to just to, you know, talk about an animal and a place in the world for like two minutes. Um, yeah, it was just to give a little bit of conservation um, bit, right. information. 
It also, if truth be told, Mm -hmm. comes from the fact that when I was about seven years old, I loved Fraggle Rock. Uh (laughs) Maybe even older than that, because Fraggle Rock's a great show. And on Fraggle Rock was a character named Traveling Matt. He was oh, a f- I remember he was a fraggle that. who yep he was a fraggle who left Fraggle Rock and explored the world and sent back postcards and letters that they read of his travels around the world and they were hilarious so it was like you know one postcard he read was how he ran into this autonomous being this incredible being that just lined the, so a whole herd of them lined the streets and all these humans did was come by and feed these things and every time they drive their giant cars these giant mechanizers they'd stop and they'd get out and they'd give this food this offering to this vehicle this incredible autonomous thing that's all over the world and it was a meter a parking meter Right. So so I always had this thing in my head. Safari Mike was for some reason traveling Matt. Those two things kind of went along in my mind. I don't know why. And that's where it comes from. But then it turned into this great idea of how to sort of keep um, conservation in in the show, in each and every show, no matter what we talked about. If Mike was on the road, we could do a conservation message in the show. And that's where. That's really where it comes from. Uh, so I have gotten many over the course of of the years we've been doing this show. I have gotten numerous uh, DMs. I know you have um, on my Twitter. I know, uh, or uh, or whatever, um, or Instagram <laughs> or whatever, where people would say, yeah. "What is it that you do for a living?" Where you're <laughs> in, uh, you know, Antarctica one day. One and week. like the, a week or two, a week or two later, you know, you're in uh, Brazil or whatever, <laughs> or Siberia, and, or something. Like yeah. that. And I would always, I would always, obviously, come clean with uh, with DMs. But yes, yes, it's it's all a conceit for the show. Uh, I have another uh, listener question, and I wanted to. This is a this. There's a lot of great parts of this question. I'm going to come back to it at a later date. But um, there's one thing he writes here while listening to Mike's tour of Maharaja Jungle Trek. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that he mentioned Komodo dragons lived in Guam. I lived on Guam for two years and never saw a single dragon. Perhaps he was confused with the local monitor lizard, the Hilitai. H-I-L-I-T-I-A. This comes from a listener named Nick. Um, I thought Komodo dragons lived on the Isle of Komodo. Correct. <laughs> so I don't know if you if that's there is exact- a monitor on uh, on Guam. So I don't know it's if that's smaller. what you said or maybe it just it got mis, it uh, misconstrued. And yeah, so I just wanted to mention I must that. Have yeah, he wrote some other stuff, which which uh, if you haven't seen the email, it's uh, it's interesting, Mike. And we might go into this. Uh, it's got an idea for a show there, or at least a longer discussion. Anyway, Mike, before we get into this week's um, topic, T-shirts. Tell us about T-shirts. Sure. So go to our T Public uh, uh, store. It's in. Um, it's in the uh, the Instagram profile. It's in I think it's even in my profile. But you can certainly it's see in all it. the profiles pin, on social media. Yeah. If you go on my Twitter, it's on a, it's a pinned tweet. You can link right to our store. Store we have uh, numerous uh, funky Animal Kingdom um, shirts. We just released a one based upon Wilderness Explorers, and uh, T Public is now putting them as masks for the uh, whole COVID nineteen thing going on. So if you want some cool Radio Harambe esque masks. 
uh, se- several people bought some within the last week. My God, folks, if you're um, going to Disney World and you want to have a mask and you might be required to take one, to have I, one. But you will be. What better than a mask that says, save little red? Right. What better or than a mask that says Radio Harambe? Barutica Farewell Tour, I mean, October 9, 2019. All great <laughs> ideas. So, uh, yeah, so so fine. I think it's um, Radio um, tpublic.com slash user slash Radio Harambe, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But all the links are in. There's a link in the show notes. There's a link in uh, all on the my social Twitter media. Page. Mike's Twitter is at Jombo Everyone. I am at Radio Harambe. It's in mine as well. It's mm-hmm. in our um, the actual uh, handle for I guess that's the word you use for Instagram is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So you can you can get it through there too. And so all the links are out there, or you can email us, and I can send you the link, uh, Jombo Everyone at Gmail dot com. Anyway. And I will tell you that uh, late last night, or actually earlier this morning, our artist was uh, texting me some designs for um, some new shirts, including a a Tiger River Run shirt, as well as a T-Tac Logging logging Company shirt. Oh, yes! (laughs) And not to mention the uh, Kidani Village one that I already showed you, Dave, a couple of... uh, uh, maybe a week or so ago. Yes. Uh, the lantern wall uh, design. So some of these will be coming out soon. Um, you know, I we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll let you know on Twitter and all. Yeah, of we'll our, just uh, tease them a little bit here, and then you go. Yeah. And, and I just did a did, uh, found that it's tpublic.com slash user slash radio harambe, and you'll get right to our store, and you'll see how many are there. And and I'm looking at how great these uh, masks end up looking. Um, Man, the save little red will be terrific on a mask. <laughs> it really would actually. be, you know. It really would be great on a mask. The Radio Harambe one probably works great on a mask too. I just haven't seen it yet. Anyway, so today, you know, I spent years, folks, making fun of Mike for coming up with lists, and I made one. What? What? About four or five shows ago, probably something like that. Yeah, something like that. And now I'm I'm hooked. I got to make I got to make my own lists now. So I have a list for you. It is the five best bars in the Animal Kingdom quadrant of Walt Disney World. So that includes Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village, Jumbo House, and the park itself. The best places to sit down and get a drink. But you know what, Mike? Uh, before we get into that, I'm getting distracted here already because I, I jumped right into it and I forgot we wanted to discuss something before we do this. Reopening. Is happening. Yes. Yes. And since the last time we talked about this, we now have reopening information. And I just thought we should touch on it because I believe the Animal Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom will be the two opening first. On July 11th. Correct. And they'll be the only two open. Correct. As well as the resorts, obviously. Which is it's amazing to me that those are the two that are opening and not Star Wars and not Star Wars. Mm hmm. But it tells you how far the animal kingdom has come. <laughs> anyway, right. what do we know? So we know that um, the animal kingdom and magic kingdom and the resorts are opening July 11th. We know that on July 15th, the other two parks will open. We know that Disney is not selling tickets yet. There is going to be a reservation system. Fast Pass Plus is no longer uh, an option. Those it's, are gone. They've been taken away. So if you had them, you've lost them. Right. 
for now, right, you've lost them as well as your dining reservations. Even if you had, right. uh, if you had dining reservations for late July, they've taken, they've canceled them on you. Um, and you have to remake them. Um, we know that you cannot buy a ticket right now for even July 11th. What they're going to do is they're going to have a reservation system where you will call Disney and say, I want to go to the Animal Kingdom on July 11th. Um, if they haven't booked up yet, you will be able to book. You'll be able to reserve your spot at the Animal Kingdom. This way, they'll keep, um, you know, the, a certain number of people there at any point in time. I guess there's going to be no park hopping. I, I, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but by the sounds of it, they haven't actually said there will be no park hopping. But I assume there will not be, since you probably will not be able to reserve two parks in one day. Um, will you be able to have, take transportation to and from parks? Don't know the answer to that question okay. yet. Don't know the answer to that question okay. yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do know that if you already have an annual pass or an existing tickets for uh, Disney, you will go first to reserve. After that comes people who have hotel reservations, but not yet park tickets. And then, you know, and then I guess after that would be anybody who's wants to, has decided to go now. Okay. Uh, I fall, for example, in the second category. I have hotel reservations for the end of August, um, but I never bought the park tickets. Uh, you know, I was sort of waiting, and and then all this COVID stuff started happening. Right, right, right. You so always do the park tickets knew? last, yeah. Yeah, and, and who the hell knew if the park was even going to be open in August, but, right. you know, up until recently. So I fall in the second category. I have heard that uh, if you have um, hotel reservations and no park tickets, you're not guaranteed anything. I mean, I guess in theory, um, all the park, all the park tickets will, I mean, all the park slots will be filled up by the time uh, they get to me. And then I won't be able to go to a park, but then we're going to have a problem with DVC. Um, and obviously I'd have to cancel, I guess. I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's very up in the air. Um, I've tried calling DVC numerous times and it's always busy. I think they just took the phone off the hook. They're not answering anybody. Yeah, that has to be the case. Yeah, it has to be because you call them any point in time, any, and it was busy up until a couple of days ago. I stopped trying. I did get through to Disney itself and Disney itself. Since I'm DVC, they told me I would be second in line for, uh, getting tickets and making park reservations. Um, so that's what we know now. We know there's going to be no Fast Pass Plus. Um, there will definitely be some things that will not be open. They've already said that there will be certain things that will not happen. For example, I saw yesterday that the electrical water pageant will not be returning once the parks open. That's not to say it will never return. Why is that? But at least, don't know. But for at least for the time being, that is not coming back. What a um, weird one not to come back. I know the park hours are going to be different. Um, Animal Kingdom will be nine to six daily. Right. Uh, Magic Kingdom will be nine to seven. I think the studios is nine to seven as well. And Epcot will be 11 to nine you know, to take advantage of the dinner crowds. Um, I don't know if Illuminations will be around. I'm, I'm not sure if they want people, you know, gathered real closely watching fireworks in, in the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the world, uh, world showcase. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's a lot we don't know yet, uh, but those are some of the things we do know. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure, if I know the answer, sure. Uh, you got to know the answer. Uh, do you okay. plan on going? 
I guess at this point, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, what do I know kids think? They really want to go. They do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm not sure where we're going to be in August. Um, right. You know, everything is reopening all over the country, and uh, already some states are reporting spikes in COVID. That's right. I know. I know Texas, Florida. Arizona, Oregon, Florida, uh, Florida, Florida for the for the time being is blaming it on the fact that they're doing more testing, but I'm not sure if that's actually true. No, it's not true. That's <laughs> so, never true. I mean, it, it, it's true that they're finding more cases, but that doesn't change the fact that there are more cases. Right. You know, there's still, if you have 1500 cases in a day, you're still having a significant amount of community spread somewhere in right. your state. Now, the fact that you right. found it instead of just let it go down is, is, you know, unless except let it, instead of just letting it go unknown, doesn't change the fact that it's still, you know, you're still having community spread there. So this is a very fluid situation, obviously. Right. And we'll, we'll, we're, we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, you know, at this point, I guess the plan is if, if this everything stays the same and and I'm able to get um, tickets. I mean, what, you know, if if I if it's my turn to go and I call up Disney right. and you know, I think I'm going, I think I'm going the 23rd to the 30th of August, so late August. Right. And I say, you know, I, I know I want this pass. I want this pass. And they tell me, well, the only things available are Hollywood Studios on Tuesdays and Thursdays and everything else is gone. I want to say, you know, screw that. Let's. Uh, yeah. You know, wait, wait. Cancel. Do it. What, do it some other time. Yeah. Right. What's the point? So, right. you know, it's kind of fluid. Um, right now, I'm thinking, I guess I'm going. Um, we'll see what happens. OK. But like, you know, I mean, this whole COVID thing, I mean, we could have another. Who knows? Spike in a, in a in you know in the early July and they close again. I mean, who the hell knows? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move on to my list. All right. The five best bars, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now this is again a bar where you can sit down and get served, not a drink stand. Mm-hmm. Um. So don't come to me with Pangu Pangu. I'm not taking it off the list. It's not on my list because I don't like Pandora. It's not on my list because it is not a bar. Um, I'll tell you the ones that made that didn't make the list, but qualify, such as the pool bar at Kidani Village, which is called Maji. Uh, it's just your run-of-the-mill pool bar. Nothing, nothing exciting, but it is a bar that you could sit down with a bartender and drink at. Uh, the other one that didn't make another one that didn't make the list is the new lounge at the Restaurant Asaurus. And there's a couple of things about that worth mentioning. Number one, it was temporary. <laughs> when it was made, I was there in January. It was it had just opened. It was temporary, so um, we don't know if that's even going to be there. It was like a three month thing, I think, is what they said. Um, I don't even know if it's still there or if it's going to be there. Um, and if you've seen it, it was very much. Um, I mean, they just put up sort of a temporary bar in one of the building, one of the rooms of the Restaurantosaurus. It wasn't. You know, they could do a really great themed dinosaur bar if they want to, but that's not what they did here. That's not what they did here. So my guess is that probably won't be there when they reopen. Probably Um, And the ones that kind of make the honorable mention, the one, the the, also, I'll give you another bar, uh, the Rainforest Cafe has a huge bar, probably the biggest bar anywhere around, undoubtedly the biggest bar Mm -hmm. anywhere Mm -hmm. around. Uh, You can get full service menu there. Uh, you got a really cool tank of fish behind you, but it's the Rainforest Cafe. It's, it's, there's, it's, you know, you're not going to hang out there. I don't think, 
I wouldn't hang out there very often. But if there's no other place to drink, no other place to hang out, you want to get indoors, you want to get in a cool air conditioning or the other way, you need to warm up because you're in the middle of January and it's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rainforest Cafe Bar is not a bad bar. There's a lot to do there. There's, a, like I said, a big menu. The biggest menu of food and drinks of any bar in this area is the Rainforest Cafe's bar. Without exception. Uh, so it okay. makes sort of my honorable mention only because of those things, even though I, I you know, it's kind of, what would you say, Mike? Kind of a, I mean, you can get that anywhere. Sure. You know. Kind of standard. It's a standard bar, but it is the, the good, big, standard uh, corporate bar <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anywhere. The other one that makes my honorable mention list is the Victoria Falls Lounge at the Jumbo House. Now, I know quite a few people who are going to be throwing their iPods out the out the window because I don't include this in my five best bars in the Animal Kingdom area. But in my opinion, this bar is a missed opportunity. Uh, it's very pretty. It's in a really interesting spot. But when you're there and you're drinking and you're sitting there, you feel like you're in any hotel bar anywhere in the world. There's just, they did, I just feel like they lost an opportunity to theme a good drinking space and instead just built the bar. Okay. Would you put that in your list of five? It is. Okay. So we'll let you have your, your, your run at your list when we get to it. Sure. But it did not make mine. Uh, and I, okay. by the way, Mike is an expert on conservation and these things. I am an expert on bars. So listen to me when it comes to this. Uh, not to Mike. Anyway. Um, and, and I will I, actually not <laughs> disagree with you. Yes. I'm an expert on bars. I've written about bars all over the world. <laughs> yeah, I am not exactly. I mean, I, I have my likes and dislikes just like anybody else. But I am not. I would not consider myself. By any stretch of the imagination, an expert on bars. But go, 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 go! See a website called AmericanPublicHouseReview.com, and you'll find some of the articles uh, I've written boy. for uh, bars all over. That's uh, one of my uh, other um, uh, hidden Ventures. identities. Uh, so, here are the five <laughs> best bars. At number five, the Yak and Yeti Bar inside the restaurant. And now, let me tell you why this makes the list. Okay. Of all the bars I'm going to name, it is the bar with, uh, uh, undoubtedly, the biggest food menu options, the most food options. Mm-hmm. You could sit down at this bar and have a full meal. From, Correct. From appetizers to desserts, you get the full menu offered in the restaurant. And I have actually done that. And so have I. It is the only place in the park where... Especially if you're traveling solo and you don't want to sit at a table by yourself because that's kind of – some people don't like the look of that. Some people – it's boring. It could be boring. You know, if you sit at a bar – If you're by yourself, it's much better if you're by yourself sitting at a bar than your table by yourself. Absolutely. Right. So if you're sitting at a bar, you could talk to other people. I mean I don't know if this is going to happen now. Talk to the bartender, COVID thing. But you could talk to the bartender. Yes. There's service to be happening here. Uh, Yak and Yeti offers that. It's the only one that does. So, therefore, it has to be on the list because it's the only one that does. Um, it's also got the best bar stools you will ever find. They are cool, heavy, 
wooden beasts of bar stools <laughs> that are just amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and they got some great drink options too. So they do some interesting beers from a lot of different places. Um, and it's it's a cool it's a cool little bar. That's my number five. Okay. Did that make your list? It did not. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> number four. I'm a believe it or not, even though I've written about great pubs all over the world, I'm a fan of a good pool bar. Okay. I like I like yeah, you know, it makes me feel like I'm sitting at a at a seaside bar. You know, you're you're by the water. You're in your bathing suit, you're, you know, or whatever it might be. The breeze is blowing, the sun is shining, a lot of people coming and going. I like sort of the that atmosphere in in uh, pool bars. And I think the Uzima pool bar at the Jumbo House also has the added benefit of being in this beautiful spot at the Jumbo House, where you're, uh, you know. Just over there is a flock of flamingos. There, you know, the pool is gorgeous. The landscaping around there is gorgeous, and you're kind of in the middle of it now. As opposed to the Maji Bar at Kidani, where the bar stools themselves just face the pool, and you're sort of, and the and the parking lots over there, and you're you know, like it's not, it's not as immersed. It's sort of outside the building too. So, it is. right, so. This the 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 one at the Jumbo House would be as if you put the bar and the pool on the savanna at Kidani, like within the building confines itself. So you have that here, and you're kind of in that immersion. It reminds me a lot more of the Polynesian pool bar, or the one at the Wilderness Lodge. Both mm-hmm. great pool bars, um, but the Azima one, the thatched roof. Uh, I just love it. It's that's the. To me, the best could be a candidate for the best pool bar in all of Walt Disney World is the Uzima. Okay. Okay. So that's number four. Number five. Okay. All right, number three. I'm sorry. And this is going to surprise you, Mike. All right. Number three is the Dawa Bar. That does surprise me. I figured that would be number one. It is not number one. It was number one. I know what you're going to say. Until they fired... Uh, Boradika. Before they fired Boradika, mm-hmm. I would plant myself right around lunchtime. I get an early lunch right around lunchtime when the bar is kind of clear about a little bit. As people go off looking for something to eat, you can't eat at the Dawa Bar. It's just a drinking place. So right around there, you could pop in like one, one between one and two. You could pop in, and then the band would start playing. Usually about somewhere between two and three thirty, depending on how late the hours were for the park at the time. Um, Because the morning would be kind of dedicated to the Tam Tam drummers and um, whoever else was there. And then the afternoon was sort of dedicated to Boradika. Get your spot there. Uh, If you go on the back end of it, where you're not sitting in a bar stool, but sitting in like a chair, a small bar stool. Those are nice. It's a nice spot. And you could see Boradika from there. There's usually a nice little clearing for you to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I sit there for... I'd sit there for the better part of the day if I could, uh, and enjoy myself. Listen to the band every on the hour. You know they're usually played about on the hour, um, and then in between you would get the you know the uh, the other musicians, or maybe you'd get the the acrobats, and you were in Animal Kingdom. You were in Africa. Everything around you was beautifully themed. 
Um, but then they took Buradico away. And now it is a great outdoor bar where you could sit at. The servers there are all great. Everyone I've ever had. Good people um, watching. Great people watching. But it gets old after a couple of drinks because there's no entertainment anymore. Yeah, and if, even if they have the um, the acrobats, you really can't see them. You can't the see bar. them at all. It's not you really it's, can't. You can't see them. It's not like Burdika where you can who are on a, well, number one on the stage. They were on a stage. Yep. And number two, I mean, you're listening to music. Even if you really can't see them all that well, you're still you yes. Know, they were on the, the stage. I, mean, I, I never music. had a problem seeing them at least to some degree. Sure. Especially on that backside, the side towards um, what's the bakery, the Kusafiri, uh-huh. the side on that side of the bar, not the right. not the side with the walkway down to the Lion King, um, the, the other side of the bar. Uh, it would have, it was number one in my heart for years, but now it's got to slip its way down because again, to me, a bar is a place you sit and you enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. You could do that here for a short amount of time, but after a while it dies out. Number two, in my opinion, the best resort drinking space in all of Walt Disney world and one of the best resort drinking spaces I have ever been to in my life, and I've been to a lot of them, <laughs> hotel bars, is the Sanaa Bar. It is gorgeous. Yep. It's beautiful. It's got food. It's got lots of different drinks, great beer options. It's cool. It's dark. It's atmospheric. It's The tables are gorgeous. The Everything around you is beautifully themed. If I... if one thing could have changed this to make it the best bar anywhere in Walt Disney World is if they put the bar on itself on the wall looking out at the animals. And if you, while you were sitting at your drink, you could be looking at the animals. Instead, you have to kind of look around a few things to see the animals, and your view isn't terrific from there. But that's not as big a deal in my mind because you're mostly there at night. So seeing even if you were even if you were on the savannah side of the building, seeing the animals would be a crapshoot to begin with because it's mm-hmm. nighttime, you know. But and they tend to sit down and relax themselves at night, so it wouldn't be great. But Sanaa Bar, do you agree, Mike, that that is the best hotel bar in all of Walt Disney World? Ooh, uh, in all of Walt Disney World, there are some great ones too. I'm a big fan of the one at the Polynesian. I'm a big fan of the one at the uh, Wilderness Lodge. I would probably pick Geyser Point. That's a great, yep, great bar. So now it would be in the top, would probably be number two. I don't know, it's tough, but both of them are one and two. I guess Geyser Point, it's outside, it's like by the water, it's really nice. I'd probably go Geyser Point. Okay, should I get to number one? Well, I mean, I mean, I think we all know what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> the best drinking space, the best lounge bar, whatever you want to call it. I think in all of the parks is either the Rose and Crown in at in the UK Pavilion at Epcot. Uh-huh. Classic, been there forever, or and there used to be no um, competition to that. 
until the Animal Kingdom built the Nomad Lounge. Now we have, this to me, is the first spot where it's since they built the Rosen Crown, where they thought to themselves, how can we get a place for people to come in the middle of the afternoon with tired feet and tired legs, take a load off, drink something, enjoy themselves by just relaxing. Disney's always about, let's go to the next thing. Get to, okay, you're done with this? Get your fast pass. Go here, go here. They don't want you stopping and relaxing. They've never done that. Everything is about movement. Everything is a stand in line. Get this, get that, get that, right? I mean, there's a whole cottage industry Mm -hmm. made towards how can you get to everything as quickly as you can. But when they built the Nomad Lounge, they finally said, we're going to build a space where an adult (laughs) can sit and relax for an hour. And they just knocked it out of the park with this building. It is 100% beautifully located, incredibly appointed. The service is always good, despite the fact that there's so many tables there and they're just all over the place. The bar itself maybe could have been situated a little bit better in the building. Um, but I understand it's traditional to kind of have it in the back against the wall. Uh, I like when bars go a little bit beyond the grain and give you the person sitting at the bar something to look at over the bar. You know, um, there's no TVs. It's just conversation and drinking. And that's what a bar is all about. And like mm-hmm. I said, when they built this one, they built an amazing bar. And for the longest time, it was right up there with me with the Dowell Bar. It's just that the music quality and the sort of community quality that was going on in the middle of Africa took Dowell over the top for me. But now, really, folks, if you want a bar in a park, this is the only one. <laughs> I mean, this is the, this is the yeah. only real deal in a park. Outside of the Rosen Crown at Epcot, this is the only real deal. The real honest to goodness, we made a bar for you to come here and sit at and enjoy yourself. And hey, I, I mean, I've always – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, finish. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say you, you you sort of brought up the um, – you know, it's one spot where you could just sort of sit and relax. I've always said um, that Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are designed for the touring plans type person. Step one, go here. Step two, go there. Step three, go there. Epcot for sure, and also Animal Kingdom is a little bit is a lot less of that. Sure, you still got a little, you know, you want to get there to to jump on, uh, you know, safaris and flight of passage and expedition Everest. But once you're done with those three, it's so much more geared towards oh. stroll, strolling through the uh, habitats, uh, enjoying some shows, enjoying some live entertainment, uh, and going to places like the Nomad Lounge and the Dawa Bar to just sort of sit and relax. It's much more uh, geared towards the have a relaxing day kind of atmosphere. I think it was Josh Gates who does a show called Exposition Unknown, uh, where he travels the world, really. It's a great show if you don't watch it. It's, it's, it's terrific if you just like travel shows. He's one of the better ones. Um, he's gone all over the world, just like Joe Rody has. And I remember a long time, it was either him or it was Anthony Bourdain who said to me, all of these places where you adventure, I'm thinking of like uh, the Himalayas, um, going down the rainforest, going into the savanna, uh, you know, uh, on a on the best safari truck or so. All these places where you start an adventure, every one of them has this bar 
where the adventurers come before they leave, where they congregate, where they meet, because they have people coming from all over the world to do this, and where they go and tell their stories when they're finished. They all have these bars, these restaurants. Usually they're bars in a hotel in a lot of these places, but there's a l- so many of these all over the world. And that's uh, to me, that's what Rhodey went after here. Uh-huh. He went after that place on the edge of the world, you know, the last spot to get a drink and to have something to eat before you are living off of camp food for the next week, you know, and you could see it all over the place, how he themed it with, you know, things hanging on the walls and write your adventure story behind on this piece of paper and hang it up and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just so beautifully done um, Mm -hmm. that it just hit that whole idea out of the park while also being a place that isn't that, that is the relaxation point in the middle of your adventure here at the Animal Kingdom. Right. So there you go. Your five places to drink. Yak and Yeti, the Ozima (laughs) if if you want a pool bar, the Dawa, Sanaa, if you want a hotel bar, and the Nomad Lounge, those are the five best. Now, Mike, very quickly, your five. So the first three Because I know are... you made your five. Now, this is one thing I never do. I never make a list when you make a list, but I know you did. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, the first three are, I'm, you know, echoing you. I would go Nomad, Sanaa, Dawa. That would in be that, my- In that order? One, two, in that order. Oh, I had wow. Them, okay. In the same exact order. Number four, I actually had Victoria Falls Lounge. Um, and the reason for that is twofold. Well, well, a couple of reasons. One is that its location, as you mentioned, is fantastic. It's right in the, right off the lobby of, of uh, Jumbo House. Number two is the smells. You are basically hovering over Boma. And if they're cooking, um, <laughs> it really smells awfully good in Victoria Falls. <laughs> and they actually have a pretty good... And the reason I put four and five um, where I did, as opposed to some of the others, is just sort of the interesting menu items that you can get. For example, at Victoria Falls, you can get uh, very spicy cr- chicken wings, a cheese and char- char- charcuterie plate, marinated olives, a goat cheese dip. Um, they have some fun stuff there that you can actually sit down and, and, and eat. And I like a lounge where you have like kind of unique items where you could just sit and and, um, you know, enjoy like a small plate. I'm a, I'm a big tapas fan and this kind of fits that bill. Um, so I put Victoria Falls number four. I, I understand Yak and Yeti has the full menu and it. You're, you make some good points about it being a perfect spot for a solo traveler. Um, because you could sit at the bar and you can order it, you know, off the whole menu. But, uh, I do enjoy Victoria Falls and for number five, Dave, I actually picked the uh, Maji pool over the Uzima pool. Uzima really? Springs, for two reasons. Number one, and you make points, you know, Uzima is probably prettier as a bar. But I like the fact that at uh, the Maji, uh, again, you can get food there. Um, and some of it's kind of interesting. They have like a Kenya coffee barbecue sandwich, a Berber spiced roast beef melt. Uh, Caesar salad with tandoori chicken, like some fun stuff, um, you know, black pea salad kind of thing. And you are right next to the You can't see it from the bar, which seems kind of silly. They should have been able to. Very silly. Des- which this design right it where here. you yep. could sit at the bar and and see the uh, Pembe Savannah, which is the one that has the Okapi, the Red River Hogs. But you are 30 feet away from you know right. getting up from your chair and walking over there. 
they always have uh, culture ambassadors there to talk to you about it. Now, granted, over at Uzima, you are a hundred feet away from just getting up off your chair and walking over to the Azima uh, uh, Overlook, which is its own uh, savanna uh, from Jumbo House. But I kind of like that, uh, the, being able to watch the Okapi there and, right. and all that kind of stuff. I also think the Kadani pool is a little bit better than the Jumbo House pool. Oh, get out of here. Well, I like the zero entry section. I like being able to you know walk in like you're, you're on a beach, number yeah. one. Yeah, and number two is the kid area is really cool for small well, kids. Well, that's true. That's true. They have the that kid great. Cool. Yeah, they had that great water kind of park with like buckets dropping on you and hoses spraying all over the place. Right. Um, so, uh, so you could see we, the we, thing. You, you you could see why Mike isn't as good a critic on bars <laughs> because he's worried about I'm talking the about f- kids and food. Kids and food. <laughs> I mean, these are two things that a bar lover is not interested in. That's why they're at the bar. True. I mean, the greatest bars in the history of the world didn't serve any food. They weren't the restaurants. That came much <laughs> later in the history of bars, you know. And the food's usually nothing more than a burger or something just to lap up the the uh, the alcohol and keep you from going too crazy. Right, right, right. <laughs> so there you go. That's the list. The five best bars in all of the Disney Animal Kingdom quadrant of Walt Disney World. Anything else we got to mention here? We did all the plugs at the top. Yeah, we did. We did. I think we're good. All right. So don't forget, follow Mike Jumbo, everyone, on Twitter. I'm at Radio Harambe. Uh, Jumbo, everyone, on Facebook. Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, on uh, Instagram. I probably should make all of these things one name some point down the line. Uh, Our website is JumboEveryone.com. For Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well. And thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Kwaku walukwa melako na kungungu na utukupu